welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are finally doing our final preview show. This is after we've done Lifetime, we've done uh, we've done Hallmark Channel, we've done Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, and we've done the Up Channel. So we have previewed everything, and so now this is our grab bag. Every other we're going to talk about uh, that we were able to find about. So we have Netflix, we have Disney Plus, we have some other fun stuff, and so it's going to be great. I always look forward to doing this one every year. It's a lot of fun. And so I am film critic Teresa Wagner, and I have with me two special guests. I have Jennifer Chandler's here. Hello. And Ryan Cam is here. It's great to be with you, as always. Yeah. yeah, so Ryan and I, every week over on my channel, we do a show called Hidden Gems, where we try to dig a little bit deeper into these streaming services and give you recommendations for uh, for films that you'll enjoy, sometimes series, but mostly films. And uh, we really, really have had a lot of fun doing that. So I'll put a link in the description. You can all check out the Hidden Gems podcast. I think you'll really enjoy it. And uh, so this is going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we have our rating system that we've used for all these previews, where we have a coal for one that we are not interested in all. We're, We're not very excited about it. And then we have a sock for one that, we're pretty skeptical, but maybe it might end up being good. And then we have an orange for one we're pretty excited about, but it's not like t- peak hype. And then like peak hype is our diamond ring. <laughs> and the idea is it's all stuff that you could get in your stocking. So that's kind of fun. Uh, so let's dive in. We have Holiday, which is on Netflix. And this stars Emma Roberts and Luke Bracey and has Kristen Chenoweth in it. Uh, it's written by Tiffany Paulson, directed by John Weitzel. And it's Sloan and Jackson hate being single on holidays where they face constant judgment from their meddling families. So when these two strangers meet, they pledge to be each other's holiday for every festive occasion in the year ahead. Now, I must own that I have seen this film. Uh, in an early preview. <laughs> um, so I'll let you two go first before I offer. Uh, I won't give my review, but I'll, I'll maybe say a few things. Uh, Ryan, what did you think of the trailer? I thought the trailer was very promising. Uh, maybe it's because I'm a big fan of both Emma Roberts and Kristen Chenoweth. I like them both. But I was watching this and I was like, okay, it's pretty formulaic. But at the same time, I have seen movies with this formula before and I have enjoyed them. So it was one of those. And and I I think I'm going to give this one an orange. I don't think I'm too overly excited for it, but if I do watch it, I'm, I'm, I'm at least excited at the prospect of seeing Emma Roberts and Kristen Chenoweth, who I'm a big fan from, uh, from a movie called nerve, uh, which is pretty underrated, and Kristen Chenoweth, who has been in too many things to mention, so I'll just say Wicked, which she's really good in. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Jennifer, what do you think? Um, I think as far as, like, do we call them ratings? Or <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I think I would go with a heavily orange-scented sock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, yes. very much what Ryan was saying. I've seen this formula before, so it's not, like, new and exciting and, oh, what a twist. 
Um, but at the same time, I've seen things like that that I've enjoyed. So as long as the chemistry works, as long as the plot isn't, you know, too overdone um, or too uh, where I know what's happening next, um, then I, I think I'm I'm down for it. I definitely want to see it. I just are my expectations super high. No. Well, I was pretty excited about it. I actually even did a trailer reaction over on my channel. And I would say, without giving away my review, uh, I I will say that it is definitely an R-rated film. So if people that are Hallmarkies, the typical audience, probably won't enjoy this film. Uh, it's pretty raunchy. Um, and some people will like that because they're looking for something non-Hallmarky uh, to enjoy. And some people will you know, find that refreshing. Uh, I feel like the trailer could have done a better job of making that clear that this was going to be a pretty raunchy movie. I mean, there's some signs, but I don't know. It should have been a red band trailer, in my opinion, uh, which are the R-rated trailers, uh, because it's a pretty raunchy movie. Uh, so that's, that is the only uh, guidance I would give to our, uh, our listeners is... Watch with caution in uh, in that regard. Uh, so, uh, yes, I would give it, before I saw it, I would definitely have given it a pretty high orange. Um, but you have to look on, uh, on Rachel's reviews for my review uh, when the embargo drops. Okay, so then on the 5th, we have Operation Christmas Drop. And this is also on Netflix. This is Alexander Ludwig, Virginia Madsen, and Kat Graham. Writers are Greg Rosen, Brian Sawyer, director Martin Wood, who's done a ton of Hallmark stuff. And so congressional aide Erica forgoes family Christmas to travel at her boss's behest, which is like the worst thing that a human being can do is make their employee work on Christmas. At a beachside Air Force base, she clashes with Captain Andrew Jantz, who knows her assignment is finding reasons to defund the facility. So it's some kind of uh, conflict between them, and there's they make like a Christmas drop of some kind. Um, so that's not the very good summary. <laughs> the trailer's be- the trailer's better. Uh, but Ryan, what did you think of this? I actually was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed this trailer. I am going to, uh, uh, I'm going to give it a high orange, like kind of not diamond, but like just directly below it. When I was watching this, I was picking up some John Hughes vibes to it. And I was thinking to myself, this seems like a movie that John Hughes would have made like in the late eighties. I mean, it, it just feels like it, uh, I don't really know a ton of the cast. They look familiar to me, though, and uh, I know I've seen Virginia Madsen in something. I just got to think it over. But, yeah, I think uh, I think this looks promising. Yeah, there's some kind of airborne uh, Christmas drop, or then she's, like, there to shut it down. So, she, so she'll learn her lesson. <laughs> but uh, what do you think, uh, Jennifer, this? Um, I agree. I think I'm also going to give it an orange, maybe not quite as, as bright of an orange, but um, Kat Graham, I, I maybe shouldn't even admit this, but I know her from Vampire Diaries. Um, so I was excited to see her in something. 
And I'm kind of hoping um, we talked about Holiday in the Wild last year. Mm-hmm. And I was kind good. of hoping this one is going to be more along my expectations for that movie. Um, so it had that same kind of vibe to it. Obviously, a little bit of different twists. But I'm I'm hopeful that this is going to be a, a more fulfilling thing. And I liked how it was bringing in the different um, reasons for both work and life and Christmas. It wasn't mm-hmm. specifically relegated to any one topic. So I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think like holiday holiday in the wild, I think this will be pretty weak as far as its Christmas tie-ins. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think the movie will be all that Christmassy. But I, I'm hoping it'll be good. I like uh Kakram. I like Virginia Madsen. I love her in Sideways. I think she's so funny in that movie. Uh but uh but yeah, and I I don't know the 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 dude at all, but hopefully I'm sure we get Hunger Games. He oh, was, was he? Okay. One of the, the bad guys in Hunger Games. I can't, the career uh, kids yeah. from the career okay. districts. I can't remember. So, yeah. I'm also going to give it an orange. I liked Cat Graham's uh, Christmas movie for Netflix called The Christmas Calendar. I oh, was yeah. That was so good. Yeah, that was, it was cute. cute. All right. So then on the 6th, we have My Dad's Christmas Date. And this is actually a feature film that I think is coming to theaters. You never know these days. <laughs> um, and maybe but, don't say that part out loud. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Great job, uh, Rachel. But, you jinxed it. I know. <laughs> um, but this stars Jolie Richardson, Jeremy Piven, Anna Walton, and, and it's written by Brian and Jack Marchetti, directed by Mick Davis. And the plot is... In many ways, David and Jules Evans' relationship is no different from that of most fathers and 16-year-old daughters. He struggles to understand her. She refuses to communicate with him. He wants to be involved in her life. She wants her own space. In one important aspect, however, David and Jules are separated from the rest of society. The death of Jules' mom and David's wife in a car crash two years previous. With both struggling to cope with the rigors of daily life in the wake of his dev- of this devastating loss, Jules decides to take matters into her own hands. Creating profiles for David on multiple online dating platforms, Jules sets out to find her dad, a partner, and for herself, someone with whom she can talk. The question is, in the search for a new mom, will Jules find her old dad? So, <laughs> Jennifer, what did you think about this trailer? Um, I remember at first, I was like, oh no, because it just seems like it was going in a very woke direction um, mm-hmm. with some of the, the interactions between them. And the, honestly, I'm just so terrified of raising teenagers. <laughs> I'm not close just yet, but I was like, oh my gosh, please don't let it be like that. But as it went on, um, I would say... I. I'll give it an orange. I like the idea um, specifically how it's set up that they do the profile secretly and he doesn't know. And all these women are like accosting him in public. And he just thinks he's this, <laughs> this, I don't know, Romeo where all these women are randomly hitting on him and they know him and they know his name. I think that just sounds like it could be potentially hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hopeful. Um, I'm not really sure uh, where it's going to go, but I, I think it's interesting enough. And um, I, you know, there were some scenes in there that were promising. I love, of course, family 
movies where they they're brought back together and relationships are restored and repaired. And so um, hopefully it'll go that route. Um, So I'd give it an orange. I'm, I'm optimistic. I mean, it's practically a Disney movie with a dead mom. So that's true. true. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, what do you think? I'm going to go one level below Jennifer and give this one a sock. Uh, I'm a fan of Jeremy Piven, but Jeremy Piven really only has one gear, and that's Ari Gold from Entourage. He's good at it, but that's pretty much that's pretty much his only range. And from the from the just the general tone of this trailer, it seems like they're trying to go in a sensitive route with him. And mm-hmm. Ari Gold is like the farthest thing from sensitive. <laughs> and, and so I'm just. I mean, it could be good. Jeremy Piven, like I said, is good at what he does, but I'm just, it was one of those trailers that made me go, that's a very weird flex to take Jeremy Piven, but that's just me. Mm -hmm. I tell you, if I do get to see it in the theater, and in a very safe way, I promise, uh, it'll probably, just the fact that I'm getting to see a Christmas movie in the theater will probably boost it (laughs) somewhat. (laughs) Yeah, but... um, but I think I'm going to give it an orange. I'm hopeful. It'll be cute. Uh, you know, we'll see. I, I mean, I'm not, I, I know he's famous for doing Entourage, but I've never seen it. So uh, I, I, I maybe didn't have that going into it. But yeah, I'm going to go with an orange. I hope it'll be cute. All right. So then we have the 13th, Jingle Jangle. And this is the first of two Christmas musicals that we're getting from Netflix, which is so exciting. And this has an amazing cast with Forrest Whitaker, uh, Madeline Mills, Keegan-Michael Key. Uh, it has Felicia Rashad, Anikinani Rose, Ricky Martin, uh, Hugh Bonneville. Just huge, huge cast directed and written by David E. Talbert. And who also did the Christmas classic, at least in my book, Almost Christmas, which I love. Uh, So uh, the plot is a musical adventure and a visual spectacle for the ages. Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey is a holy, fresh and spirited family holiday event set in the gloriously vibrant town of Cobbleton. The film follows legendary toy maker Geronicus Jangle whose fanciful inventions burst with whimsy and want and wonder. But when he, his trusted apprentice steals his most prized creation, it's up to his equally bright and inventive granddaughter and a long forgotten invention to heal old wounds and reawaken the magic within. That is a very enthusiastic <laughs> summary. <laughs> it's a a spirited family holiday event uh (laughs) what do you think ryan uh i think i'm going to give my first diamond ring to this one because when i watched this trailer i was saying to myself with this cast with this atmosphere and it being a musical i'll take 20 uh (laughs) i'm i'm a big fan of most of the people involved in this forrest whitaker is great in most of the things he's in except for Rogue One, where he did a really weird accent, but I'm not going to go into that. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key is absolutely hysterical in anything that he is involved with. And and Hugh Bonneville's in there, like Rachel mentioned. I love him, too. And it just seems like 
it seems like one of those movies that I don't think no I don't think anyone is going to be talking about and I think people should. It's going to be like it's going to be like Klaus. I think people are it's going to be subtly and and it's going to be subtly a a pretty big sleeper hit for Netflix. Uh, I'm not Nostradamus. I'm not even close, but that's my prediction and I'm sticking to it. Uh, What did you think, uh, Jennifer? So I remember the first time I saw the trailer and I can't remember how I came across it, but I was like on the edge of my seat stoked watching it just play out. And it reminds me a lot of um, the 1997 Cinderella with Brandy and Whitney Houston, Mm, Um, the costumes and the sets and it just so rich and colorful and so many different textures and patterns. And I'm all in for that. I, I got a little, I think the trailer was a little long and maybe at least for me was gave a little too much story. I still don't know what's happening, but it kind of, tapered my excitement a little bit because I was like, wait, what's happening right now? Just just give me all the fun and whimsy at the beginning and then I'll I'll watch and figure out the rest. <laughs> so like I'll I, I think I'll have to go diamond ring anyway. Um because I it looks amazing. I'm just hoping that the rest of the the plot doesn't twist it in a in a weird way. I don't know really how it could, like y'all said. I mean with that cast and that set and those things, I I don't see how it could go wrong. Um I'm, yeah. I'm very excited and holding my breath. Yeah. Everyone knows I am a easy sell when it comes to musicals. <laughs> what? I love what? musicals. <laughs> no. I went fresh on cats. That's how much I like musicals. You read really? nah. <laughs> yes, uh, so I wait, am wait a, wait a minute, really... Rachel. You went fresh on cats. Yes, I did. <laughs> Tomorrow when we record, we're going to have to have a discussion. (laughs) I was just thinking, like, they owe you something. I don't know what, but some sort of fan award. You're the only one, Rachel. The only one. Well, to cover Jingle Jangle for the podcast, Mara Reinstein is coming on, who's a fellow critic of a friend of mine, who also went fresh at cats. So, so those are the only two in the known world. Are, right? We are really <laughs> I don't know how to react odd. to that. <laughs> I love musicals. I really do. And I like creativity. So uh so I'm really excited for this. Diamond Ring. I I just boy, I don't know how I uh, it, I we'll we'll see. I hope it's as good as it I looks, hope it's or, good. I or know. better. Me too. They've set the bar high just in the previews. I know. All right. Then the 17th, we have one. I do not know what to make of this. This is the Lego Star Wars special, Disney Plus. And it has Matt Lanter, Kelly Marie Tran, D. Bradley Baker, Billy D. Williams, James Arnold Taylor, Anthony Daniels, Tom Kane. So those are like the treasure trove of Disney voiceover talent. Um, direct, written by David Shane, directed by Ken Cunningham. And the plot is Ray leaves her friends to prepare for Life Day as she sets off on an adventure to gain a deeper knowledge of the Force. At a mysterious temple, she is, she is hurled into a cross-timeline adventure. Will she make it back in time for Life Day? So I'm really confused about this film because... The original, obviously, the original holiday special is notorious 
for being terrible. And like even George Lucas, which his standards are pretty low, even he wanted it to be like ruined from existence, never talked about again. Um, and there's a lot of really grown up stuff in that holiday special, a lot of inappropriate stuff. And I'm thinking, how are they going to make this for Legos for kids for Disney Plus? And I, I'm just, just confused about what this is i don't get it uh ryan can you i'll try my best uh (laughs) well firstly uh i'm giving this a diamond ring and the reason why is that i am a massive lego fan i built them all the time when i was younger i've played pretty much every one of the lego video games that have been made no matter how obscure including like the lego outer worlds one that that really no one's heard of. I've played that and I've heard nothing but terrible things about the holiday special. Uh, uh, I've seen clips of Carrie Fisher awkwardly singing and, and just, and just it's stuff that is just like, I don't want to be a part of this, but Lego has a very unique talent of improving things with their presence. Indiana Jones, Batman, and just, and Star Wars in general were all improved thanks to Lego's presence. So by that reason alone, I am excited for this. But again, I'm a massive I'm a massive Lego fan. I love the Lego movie. I even love the sequel and I think I'm like one of the only ones that truly truly like loved the sequel, not thought it was just okay. Mm-hmm. So again, take it from my perspective as like a Lego just absolute Lego nerd. I am absolutely looking forward to this. Jennifer, your thoughts? Well, I have to start off by saying that I love the Lego movie too. Love, love, love it. There's a few puns they could have done without, which is saying a lot for me because I'm a huge pun fan as well. But uh, I would choose Lego movie two all day, every day against Lego movie, the original. So I, I thought I would be a virtual high five right now, Jennifer. Yes. <laughs> so one it, you're not alone. Um, love that movie. Um, also, similarly, I agree that Lego tends to make everything better. Um, I love uh, my son and I, well, all my family and I, but my son started me on this. The Lego Star Wars, the Freemaker Adventures um, is a show we really enjoy watching together. It's really compelling. It's an interesting storyline. Of course, it's Lego. So that's always fun. Um, so the things that they've done, even in the short things, they have uh, Lego for Frozen, um, all the everything I've seen them make a Lego version of has been quality. So I'm going to give this probably like an orange set in a diamond setting. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm excited about it. Um, uh, you, you give this the, uh, the diamond from Ace Ventura pet detective, a rare <laughs> diamond, a rare diamond cut orange Amber. There we go. That's what I get. Uh, yes. You have Lego diamond. Lego have diamond. you, have you seen the original, the original, the original holiday, holiday special? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I wish that this movie was, would help us understand why B. Arthur is in that movie. <laughs> like what is going well, on? I, again, I was trying to figure out like, well, I was preparing for this uh, podcast, just trying to get an idea of what everything was that we were going to be discussing. And this, I couldn't find like a trailer. And mm-hmm. so it was really a like, a, I, it was like a YouTuber's take on what, this was going to be. And so they started talking and Sean was in the room. He was doing something else, but um, I was like, 
I had to have had a face, a really, really <laughs> specific, confused, help me face, because he, he looked up and was like, what is going on? And I was like, I don't understand this. They're talking about something that's upcoming, but they're also talking about basing it on the past, but raise in it. So what is, what, yeah, what, what, I, I, what is this going to be? Yeah. All I, I've seen is give, a um, poster. I will give props to the cheek for the marketing department for having Luke's severed hand, but it's the Lego hand yeah. with a two with a two Luke from Dad thing on it. <laughs> that uh-huh. that that made me smile. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I I don't think that Disney is that great at making fun of themselves. That's the the only thing <laughs> that I kind of wonder. But uh, but we'll see. I, I'm giving it kind of a confused sock. I just I, I, I'm missing I, I'm missing the other one the partner I'm missing my sock I'm confused the singular um, sock no pair yes, that's right <laughs> um, okay on the 19th we have pr- the princess switch switched again this is our sequel to the original princess the princess switch which was delightful with Vanessa Hudgens and Sam Palladio Nick Sager this is written by Robin Burnham, Megan Metzger, directed by Mike Roll. And it's when Duchess Margaret unexpectedly inherits the throne to Montenero and hits a rough patch with Kevin. It's up to her double, Stacy, to save the day before a new lookalike party girl, Fiona, foils their plans. So, <laughs> Jennifer, did you see the original Princess I did. Switch? I yeah. Did. Did you like it? I did. I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected that I would. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was it was charming, and I'm uh, again watched the, some of these trailers with Chloe, and she was like, "What's happening in this?" And <laughs> so I think we'll be for sure watching the Princess Switch, and then the new one when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think? I mean, are you so are you excited for this one then? I am so conflicted. Um, it's one of those ones that I didn't necessarily need after the uh-huh. ending of the other. It's not that I'm not curious, but you know, you can't uh-huh. always have the actual end of every story. Um, and so I wasn't necessarily needing it. Um, I'm thinking about other movies like, uh, is it the Christmas Prince and the Christmas wedding? Oh yeah. The, the Christmas, Christmas Prince. Baby and yeah. I, I, I'm so scared they're going to head down that sort of path. Um, for for me personally, that was just too far. Like, just yeah. Just although, if if you want a good, yeah, if you want a good laugh, the Christmas Prince, uh, the the YouTuber Jenny Nicholson, she did a hilarious thing where she compared the Christmas Prince to a dystopia. She's like, it's a secret <laughs> dystopia. And it was really funny, but I'll have yeah. to check that out. Yeah, um, so I'm I'm. I'm hesitant. I'll I'll give it like a like a, a again an orange scented sock. I, it's not something I needed. I'll enjoy watching it with my daughter. I'm sure she's probably going to like it a lot more than I do. I'm just mm-hmm. hesitant of sequels for the sake of sequels. Yeah. I'm guessing Ryan, you did not watch the original Princess Switch. No, I did not, and and not not for any not for any particular reason. I had never heard of this, which is strange because. I I love Vanessa Hudgens. Uh, I watched all three High School Musical films when they dropped on Disney Channel. I'm I'm a big Disney Channel fan, and so I was there for at all the premieres. So I am 
I'm a Vanessa Hudgens guy, if it's possible to be one of those. But uh, it's strange that I'd never heard of this one. But hearing you describe it, Rachel, I think I'm going to give it a conservative orange, like maybe a nectarine. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Very good. Um, yeah, I mean, these sequels, even on Hallmark, tend to be pretty bad. Because it's like, once you have the couples together, what do you do next? It's tough, unless you have them have a baby or, you know, a wedding or something like that. Uh, It's tough to figure out kind of what to do next. And this, I mean, I don't like the fact that her and Kevin are in a rough patch. That's upsetting. So And a triplet. (laughs) An evil triplet. Yes. Three Vanessa's. Uh, <laughs> and so I think I will give it a sock, but we'll see. She's pretty, she's funnier than I think people give her credit for as far as an actress. So she's very endearing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then we have Alien Christmas, and this is also on Netflix, and it's when extraterrestrials attempt to steal Earth's gravity. Only the gift-giving spirit of Christmas and a small alien named X can save the world. (laughs) So, (laughs) Ryan, your thoughts? I'm going to say... I'm I'm going to say Sock because D. Bradley Baker is in it, and I'm I'm a big fan of his. He voices pretty much half the voices in the Star Wars The Clone Wars TV show, which is one of the great loves of my life. So I'll follow D. Bradley Baker in whatever work that he does. Uh, I couldn't find a trailer for this movie, which is strange. Like mm-hmm. they they have like a Netflix graphic on there with Alien Christmas on there, and when I tried to play the trailer, it said it's not available in my region, which was very odd. And I couldn't even find it on YouTube unless one of you found it for me, and I and I just wasn't looking in the right place. But I, I'm going to say sock just for the merits of the wonderful talent that is D Bradley Baker. Uh, Jennifer, what do you think? I feel a little uninformed. Uh, Cause likewise I couldn't find anything. Uh, what I did find seemed to indicate there was a book. Maybe I'm completely making that up and that mm-hmm. it's a stop motion film based on a book. Um, the illustrations I found look like they're from a book and it looked like it was just telling the story. So it just was, giving an example of what the stop motion would be like, even though it was illustrated and not stop motion. Um, so, I mean, I'm curious. I, I'll, I'll be optimistic. I'll give it, I think I can give it an orange just because I don't know enough about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't have enough, <laughs> enough reason to be cautious. So I'm just going to give a naive orange and, and hope for the best. <laughs> Yeah, so they have a couple images on IMDb, and you're right, it does look kind of like stop motion, uh, which I love stop motion, and especially fun at Christmas, you know, to have stop motion animation with all the rank and bash, you know, and uh, short specials that used to air on TV and everything. Uh, So that could be fun. Um, But yeah, we don't know much about it. And it is a little surprising that we, we don't have a trailer or anything like that. So I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it mm, like a small, like a cuties orange, like a small orange. Cause I love animation, but eh, we'll see. We'll see. 
You okay. love animation, Rachel. I had no idea. <laughs> and musicals to boot. Who That's knew? Right. That's right. Okay, then we have, get ready, we have Letters to Satan Claus. Wow. <laughs> Next, this is next, next year, sci-fi is going to remake Santa Claus <laughs> Conquers the Martians. Yes. And, uh, and Jonathan Garza, was, this is by his particular request. So, sir, you should be very happy. Uh, yes. So this is on Sci-Fi Channel. This stars Karen Knox, Miriam McDonald, and Jessica Clement. We have not gotten a specific date. It just says coming this Christmas. So I just put it in here next to the alien. I figured it's the best spot. Um, this is uh, this is written by uh, Stephen, uh, written by Michael Zara, and directed by Emma Jean Sutherland. And this is this the film set in the Christmas Christmasiest town ever centers on Holly Frost, a reporter who goes back to her hometown and after a particularly bad day, writes a note to Satan, leaves it in Santa's mailbox. And everything goes badly. So, Jennifer, (laughs) what are your thoughts? Okay, so as we said before we started recording, I read this and I thought, surely that's a typo. Like, that doesn't look like something that would make it onto a Rachel list. I have no idea what this is, but it can't be right. Lo and behold, it was right. Um, just, Just generically straight up coal like i have yeah. no interest <laughs> however there's a, trailer. there's a trailer i watched the trailer the trailer actually i don't think i'm going to like the movie i don't know that i will watch the movie but the trailer itself gave me a couple of different ideas i do like um like uh buffy the vampire slayer mm-hmm. um and so it reminded me of my personal favorite episode of that, which is once more with feeling do not expect a musical. It is obviously not that, but as far as it was a mistake in summoning something and then it just went terribly awry. And so I feel like there's something that could have been interesting there, but I'm not into demons. (laughs) I don't really want to summon Satan at Christmas. I, I just, it was too much for me. There, there was some potential um, after I saw the trailer, which surprised me because I thought it was just going to be not a chance, but um, it, it was very disjointing, the cheerful music and summoning Satan. And I was like, I don't even know what is happening right now. So that's going to be a big old lump of coal, but maybe a slight golf clap for effort. Well, so for me, I, I actually like Krampus. I think it's kind of fun. And maybe that's just because I watched so many of the like syrupy ones that kind of, it's fun to watch gremlins or, or uh, Krampus or something like that, you know, just to have something different during December. But <laughs> I don't, I don't think that I can. Uh, I think this might be going a step too far for me. Uh, so yeah, I'd have to get this one a coal. But I see the appeal. I think it actually could be funny uh, if if they do it right. And uh, but it big seems if. a little. It seems a big if. It seems pretty on the nose. Uh, and <laughs> But Ryan, what do you think? Are you going to be tuning in? Uh, in the words of the great film critic Roger Ebert, I respect what they did and I hate it. Uh, Cole. <laughs> it, it, yeah. I, I've seen some pretty weird movies in my life, but just 
I have no idea what these people are trying to go for here. Yeah. It, 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 it just, it was like, I was filled with so many questions. It could probably fill up my office and I had to cut through it. Like I was wielding a machete through the Amazon. It was like, like <laughs> I was sitting there and I had to resist the urge to scream at the top of, at the top of my lungs. What am I watching? Like, like, yeah. and, and I'm just, I'm just glad that you all feel the same way because I was worried. I was worried y'all, y'all were going to be like, Oh, it's a black comedy. It's tongue in cheek. It's like, no, we're all on the, we're all on the same wavelength that it's weird, but in the wrong way. And I think they're trying to be one of those sort of B movie kind of things uh, that, that are fun for horror, but I don't think it'll be enough horror for, for people who want that kind of thing. Uh, because there is a tradition of those kinds of horror movies at Christmas. Uh, like I said, Krampus and movies like that. But, uh, but I, I don't think it'll get there. So, all right, moving on. Amy quoting the great Roger Ebert if I if you need a response for that. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Then on the 22nd of November, we have Christmas on the Square. This is our second of our Netflix musicals. So exciting. This is Dolly Parton, the queen herself. Dolly Parton, Christine Baranski, and Treat Williams of Hallmark fame. And this is written by Maria Slater and directed by Debbie Allen, who's a musician herself, a pop singer. And it is uh, an embittered Scrooge of a woman plans to sell her small town, regardless of consequences to the people who live there. So that's not a very good summary, but the trailer was great. And Christine Baranski as a Scrooge type with music. I am in. I mean, I love Dolly. Dolly is, is, is queen to me. I absolutely adore her. And she wrote all the music. So again, <laughs> wow. Um, so diamond ring for me. I'm really excited for this movie. And uh, I mean, I love Christmas carols adaptations for the most part. So I'm really excited about this one. What do you think, Jennifer? I hope that you still have me some sometime back on your show <laughs> at, at a point in the future. I I love uh what is her name? Christine Baranski. I love yeah. the Good Wife. She was fantastic. I love Dolly Parton as a human being. I think she's fantastic. I love the songs that she's written. I don't necessarily necessarily like it when she sings them, which makes me feel awful. And I'm going to be blacklisted from all the things. Um, I I just. I don't hate it. <laughs> I just don't love it. So it's uh -huh. like a like in between a sock and an orange, which uh -huh. makes me feel like you're never going to speak to me again. But <laughs> I, I just, it looks How good. It looks you. like it's produced well. I'm always interested in musicals, but it's not something I'm gunning for. Um, and there are other things that I would choose before that one. Sorry. Well, Ryan, what about you? Uh, so when I, uh, so when I saw this trailer and when I saw Christine Baranski pop up on screen, I was like, whoever casted her deserves a raise. Like, yes, I'm, me too. Like, I'm, like, like times yes. two. Because her entire character has basically been the salty old woman. Like, we need a salty old woman. Call Miss Baranski. She if she, <laughs> see if she's free. Like, like that's... Th that you've got a license to print money right there. And I'll... 
I'll be the first to admit I'm not a humongous fan of Dolly Parton. I think the only like really Dolly Parton thing I've really experienced was this movie called Joyful Noise, which I did enjoy, but uh, I think it's also starred Queen Latifah and Kiki Palmer. I did enjoy it. My mom loves it. And uh, another another one was the was the music video for a song of hers called Headlock on My Heart. And I only watched this video because Hulk Hogan was in it, which is a weird a weird reason to hunt I'm down have to something. Look that up as soon as what we're about done. what about nine to five Steel Magnolias? Oh, nine to five. I have seen. I completely forgot she was in that for some mm-hmm. reason. I have seen that, and I did enjoy that. Have not seen Steel Magnolias. I know. Oh, I know. Yeah, we have to pick that for hidden gems one of these days. Uh, yeah. So, what do you what are you giving it? Uh, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to give. I'm feeling generous in this one. I'm going to give it an orange, just because of Christine Baranski's inspired casting choice as the villain. Like, it doesn't matter if the rest of the movie is subpar. Like, she will undoubtedly be great. And Rachel, when I was watching this trailer, I was saying to myself, okay, Dolly Parton's in it. This is a Christmas movie, and it's going to be a musical. If something's animated in this, the joy that's going to come out of her could possibly power a Tesla. I'll have to call my friend Elon and ask, but... Oh, my goodness. I was going to say, Dolly, since I know that you're listening to this, just know that I I love you. (laughs) Just know that I love you the most. (laughs) Uh, No. I mean, I wish I had that power. But um, I would cry if Dolly Parton heard me say that I didn't like her singing. I would just cry. (laughs) Um... All right. So then on the 25th, that is uh, actually, I think this might have just changed um, the, uh, uh, as far as the date, but um, uh, happiest season, it was going to come to theaters, but now because it's 2020, it is going to Hulu. It just changed. And this stars Kristen Stewart, Dan Levy, Mackenzie Davis, and Aubrey Plaza. It's a great cast uh, written by Clay, uh, Clea Duvall and Mary Holland and directed and directed by Clea Duvall. And this is a holiday romantic comedy that captures the range of emotions tied to wanting your family's acceptance, being true to yourself and trying not to ruin Christmas. And this is an LGBTQ uh, story, a romance holiday rom-com. Uh, and uh, so I, I, I've only seen, I think, stills. I don't think they have a trailer for this yet. Uh, but it looks really cute. And they just following them on Twitter and stuff as they were shooting. It seemed like it was a very joyous shoot to me. Uh, and I mean, Dan Levy, he's super big right now with, with Shit's Creek. And I, I actually love Kristen Stewart. I think she can be really great. I think she'll have good chemistry with Mackenzie Davis. Uh, they seem like a good match to me. Uh, so I'm I'm actually really excited about this. I am going to give it a diamond ring. So, Ryan, what do you think about this? Uh, I'm going to give one notch below and go with orange. Uh, I'm I'm slowly morphed into a fan of Kristen Stewart. I wasn't as big a fan because Twilight came out around uh, the time I was slowly becoming a teenager, and I hated those movies. But since she has left that franchise, she has actually gone on to do some pretty, pretty well done work. 
and she in very similar fashion to Robert Pattinson and how they both have just they both have just skyrocketed both in terms of talent and their CV. So um, I have no idea outside of what you just explained, Rachel, what this movie is going to going to be about just in general. But I'm going to give it an orange just for the sake of Kristen Stewart being in there. Yeah. What do you think, Jennifer? Well, um, as I told you before we started, I was looking up all these trailers and I wasn't paying a lot of attention. So I searched this one and just clicked on what I thought was the trailer. Uh And it was for J.T. Leroy. And that was not a holiday film at all. And so I was super, super confused. So on that note alone, I'm way more interested in, in the holiday season and the family story and all of that stuff than I, than I was in, I was like, how does this relate to Christmas, Rachel? I, I'm missing the point entirely. <laughs> so it was a big relief to figure out I was just in the wrong movie, which did not take place in anywhere oh, near that's Christmas. A- <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think the casting is, is interesting and I think there's so many great people in there. So I'll give it an orange as well. I'm curious. I'm excited to see a, an actual trailer for the actual movie and not some random one I found online. <laughs> uh, all right. Very good. Okay. Uh, we'll try to get through these last ones. This is uh, pretty quickly because I know this is running long. All right. So then the 25th of November, we have Christmas Chronicles 2. This will be like our Thanksgiving present. Uh, so this is on Netflix starring Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. This is written by Matt Lieberman and Chris Columbus, directed by Chris Columbus. And it's Kate Pierce, now a cynical teen, is unexpectedly reuni- reunited with Santa Claus when a mysterious troublemaker threatens to cancel Christmas forever. So I loved the first one. I thought it was really fun and very sweet and kind of a Kurt Russell makes a great kind of kick butt fun Santa. And so I'm very excited about this. I I think it'll be another fun movie. And so I'm just really feeling it, I guess, lately. So I'm going to give it another diamond ring. I'm really excited about it. Thank you. I know. I'm just proposing all (laughs) over the place. So, (laughs) so Ryan, what about you? Did you see the first one? Uh, No, I didn't. But just judging from that description, uh, Snake Plissken as Santa Claus, I'll take a hundred. that's a diamond for me yeah it's really fun you really should watch the i mean we'll do a, a netflix episode of hidden gems and you can watch it because it's really fun yeah, uh, and Jen- uh, and chris columbus is involved in it this is sorcerer stone and home alone that chris columbus mm-hmm. and it has animated elves which are oh, really so cool. i know you're into that yeah <laughs> yeah uh, they were really mean in the first one but hopefully they're nicer here uh jennifer did you see the first one i did i was gonna ask you did you know it was coming the first one like did you uh, yes okay so i don't think i knew the first one was coming or maybe i forgot it was coming uh-huh. i feel like it was a surprise like oh wait kurt russell yeah. was santa mm-hmm. and so i feel like it's kind of a sleeper uh yeah. i don't know what you would even really call that well, but it I just mean, 
I, I'm the wrong person to ask because I literally I I watch Christmas movies for a living. So like, what's a surprise to the average person <laughs> is different than for me. <laughs> so I feel like that was a surprise, and yes. then I feel like because it was a surprise, it was a a big hit. And then there is a bunch of momentum. So I'm a little bit nervous, a little bit kind of like the uh, Christmas, the princess switch. Yeah. Uh, now that there's expectations involved and especially because it was so popular last year, I'm a little nervous. Um, so mm-hmm. I think I'm going to do a, a strongly orange scented sock. Um, I'm hopeful, but just again, didn't necessarily mm-hmm. need a sequel. Um, yeah. But I, you know, if it does as well as last year's I'm in. Hopefully they won't do too much of the snarky teen because that's not my favorite. Right. Is the cynical teen. Uh, okay. So then on the 29th, we have a Royal Christmas engagement. This is the first of the Ion movies. And this stars Paige back, James Needy, John Schneider, and written by Adam Rockoff, directed by Fred Olin Ray. And this is a Manhattan ad agency boss, John Holiday entrusts Lauren to deliver the pre-holiday client pitch, but only winds up annoying her when she's teamed up with a European consultant. To Lauren's surprise, this consultant turns out to be the handsome Prince Edward of Candyshire, masquerading as his consultant pal to escape his royal duties for an incognito <laughs> American Christmas. Wow. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Ryan, what do you think? I think I need to process that a little bit. <laughs> now, now, Ion, they tend to not have that big of budgets, but they do tend to have a little more of a sense of humor than Hallmark or even Lifetime. They, they've been doing the last two years, they've done these, these fairy tale christmas movies that are wacko and bonkers and hilarious that i really enjoyed uh, i mean i guess i recommend them per se but because they're really terrible but i think they kind of know there's a camp to them but but anyway uh but yeah jennifer what do you think i just from the synopsis alone because i couldn't find anything really yeah. online i'm gonna have to give it a sock and just hope that it turns into an orange at some point uh-huh. that, that it just <laughs> so so much to unpack in such a short little thing and it's like in the summary it it gives away the plot twist that he's really the prince and do we know that from the, well obviously read the synopsis we know now but were we supposed to know that from the beginning or was it supposed to be a surprise like there's just a lot going on there's just i mean that, i feel like it's not very nice of her uh her boss john holiday i you think that he would be a little more uh a little bit uh, i mean i guess maybe he's a busybody matchmaker uh, I don't know. Maybe yeah, he didn't know John the prince Holiday. was going to be there. Maybe he was trying to set her up with the other guy. I, who knows? Yeah, and I don't know any of these actors. I'm sh- they could be awesome. I just don't know. Uh, so I, I think I might have to give this one a call. It sounds pretty Ooh. terrible. But I have but- to say, too, I don't like movies that are like a royal Christmas engagement. And so you... I assume I know the ending, right? Like you assume right. that you get through everything that they end up engaged. And so it's like, what's, what's the point of watching the film? If I already know where this is going. 
Yeah, and I'm worried there's going to be too much time them spend in the office, which is usually very boring. It's like, oh, we're just planning some meeting or whatever, and that's not interesting. Uh, even if it is a, even if it is a prince planning, it's still planning, and that's not. Uh, Ryan, did you decide on a score? I'm going to give it a sock. I I think I'll be a little more optimistic than you, Rachel. Okay. And Jennifer, did you? What did you say? I think I said a sock as well. A sock, okay. Yeah. All right. Then we have Angela's Christmas Wish, and this is on Netflix. This is a short, but I loved the first one so much that I wanted to mention it. Uh, Lucy O'Connell's The Voice. This is by a story by Frank McCourt, and this is directed by Damien O'Connor. And Angela's Christmas Wish is a heartwarming tale of a determined little girl who sets out to reunite her family in time for Christmas. I really loved the first one. And, uh, and so just on that alone, I, uh, I have to recommend. I mean, I'm just going to give it an orange because we don't have a trailer or anything. But uh, I, uh, I, that's why I give it a in orange uh and if you if you want to watch angela's christmas is the first one from 2017 it was really cute uh what about you ryan i'm gonna say the same thing orange i'll wait to see a trailer but just from the premise alone it seems like something i would dig i love i I think that's why i love uh the thing that's why i love a movie like planes trains and automobiles or home alone because the family gets to reunite at the end and no matter how many times it's done, it still just gets me every time. Like I'm a big old, I'm a big old softy when it comes to families reuniting at the end. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. how many Dracula movies I watch. If the family reunites at the end, I am a happy man. Yeah. In the original, she's this little girl and she's worried about the Jesus and the nativity scene being cold. And so she, t- she steals the Jesus so that she can make him a, a little sweater and make a blanket. It's so cute. <laughs> and she returns it, but she just gets it. Anyway, it's really cute. Uh, Jennifer, what do you think? I, I feel emotionally compromised. I don't know that my judgment can be trusted. And <laughs> in this decision, I accidentally watched the trailer for Angela's Christmas and it was almost bawling. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and yes. then I, I read just even now I read a synopsis or it says the power of family and the innocent desire of a child to ensure everyone is safe, warm and loved at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm a train wreck this week. We lost our dog last Monday and my emotions are just super, super high. So I'm just going to give it a diamond ring and say, let's bring on all of the warm sentiment and family and uh, hopefully it's going to be as sweet as last year's, but I, <laughs> I'm, I am an emotional mess. So we're just yeah. going to go with that because <laughs> it that looks sweet. Good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So then we have on the 3rd of December, we have just another Christmas or, uh, it's also called Tudo, uh, Tudo Buem No Natal Cuve Vem. Sorry. My not very saying that very well. Uh, but this is uh it has uh we don't know the writer is director um and it has an international cast and 
I don't, I'm not going to try to say all these hard names. Sorry. But it's after taking a very nasty fall on Christmas Eve, Grinchy Jorge blacks out and wakes up one year later with no memory of the year that has passed. He soon realizes that he's doomed to keep waking up on Christmas Eve after Christmas Eve, having to deal with the aftermath of what his other self has done the other 364 days of the year. I mean, I like a, a good little time loop movie. Uh, we already had Palm Springs this year, which was pretty good, I think. Um, and, uh, you know, this will be nice for the this for the Latino crowd that will really hopefully enjoy this. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to give it an orange. But what do you think, Ryan? Uh, I'm going to say the same thing, orange. Uh, I When I was reading this over, I was thinking to myself, this is Groundhog Day, but maybe a little bit more extreme, and mm-hmm. except taking place at Christmas Eve and not Groundhog Day. But at the same time, I mean, I'm a sucker for time loop movies. I love Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise and Olivia and Olivia Wilde. Uh, I, I even... Blank. Oh, yes, you're right. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. Uh, <laughs> I, also, I also love this uh, this other time loop movie called Before I Fall. It's uh, Nobody really saw it and oh, no one yeah. really remembers it, but I really dug it. I thought it was quite good. So I say Orange just because it's a time loop movie and I tend to really enjoy those. All right. And Jennifer, what do you think? For the same reason, I'm going to go Diamond Ring. I'm a huge time loop movie fan. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I, I, the synopsis sounds interesting enough. I'm just going to be super optimistic and hope that it lives up to it. I'm, I'm super in. <laughs> yeah, uh, hopefully it'll be good. Uh, so... I also forgot to mention on Netflix, there is a new series called Dash and Lily that's coming out on November 10th. And I've actually already been able to preview it. It is really cute. I highly recommend it. It is have a little bit of mature content. So, you know, maybe it wouldn't be for everybody, but I really thought it was cute. I think people will, if they're looking for something a little different, I think they'll really like it. Okay. Is it out for everybody else or just a Netflix. So on Netflix, November 10th. Okay. Awesome. Add it to your I'll list. It's on my list yeah. now. Okay. Then we have Christmas Together. And uh, that is on Ion. There were next three on Ion, but we don't have dates. Uh, we just have the announcement. So Christmas Together. This is Anne-Marie Dobbins, Vivica Fox, Mark Herman, Riley Coe, and Anthony Caro. And this is a broken-hearted New York painter, Ava, and a West Coast widower, Mason, have their lives collide when Mason's young daughter, Mia, rents out his guest house to Ava for Christmas without her, do- without her dad's knowledge. In an attempt to convince her dad, she is responsible enough to earn a dog for Christmas. So her, his house gets rented out, evidently, Without his knowledge. <laughs> uh, to prove and, that she's responsible? <laughs> I guess for a dog. <laughs> um. uh, uh, yeah. So what do you think, Jennifer? Let's go suck. Based on that information. I That yeah. story makes no sense whatsoever. 
um, I, if my child was like, Hey mom, I rented out the house. Surprise. Can I get a dog? I'd be like, what? No, no responsibility for you ever. <laughs> so yeah. I, that maybe there's more information coming. Maybe a trailer would sway me, but based on that alone, I'm maybe a sock with colon and I, not a lot of interest there. <laughs> yeah. So she, I guess this is in California, West Coast Widower, which we do love a hot widower on this channel, hot widower Mason. And so she rents out the guest house without telling him. Seems a little, yeah, seems a little shady. Ryan, do you agree? Uh, Yeah. And in, in uh, in in response to this premise, in the words of one of our wisest philosophers, Al Borland from Home Improvement, I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> this this is getting this is getting Nicole from me, dog. Yeah, I mean Vivica Fox is always a plus whenever you can get her in one of these. But I would give this one a like a cold busted sock, mm. maybe even a coal. coal <laughs> it's right inside there inside a sock and rolled in coal. coal. Come to the cold side, uh-huh. Rachel. Search your feelings and know it to be true. Uh, all right. Then we have Bows of Holly, B-E-A-U-S of Holly. Jennifer Freeman, Johnny Picard, Nikki Lay, Michael Capone. And this is when Holly boldly proposes to Phil, he confesses he needs to first work things out with a long ago ex. Having booked a romantic holiday sleigh ride, despondent Holly pours her heart out to sleigh driver Jake, who takes a refreshing interest in her until Phil returns. <laughs> so I don't know. She's going to end up with Jake or she's going to end up with Phil. I, I'm a little confused, but uh, probably with Jake. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> um, Ryan, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> this is just. I guess those are the bows, the bows of Holly, literally. Oh, oh my word! Kind of, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sounds like one of y'all. Are y'all familiar with Thunder Down Under? Yes. It, it kind of sounds like one of those knockoffs, you know, like like yeah, like ladies, the bows of Holly, and then <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what i was thinking reading this but <laughs> i don't know what to make of this it's like it's like i like <laughs> I, I i gotta think about this but for now i i guess i'll just say i'll just say coal stuffed sock <laughs> i mean i'm guessing she's gonna end up with jake because he's like a sleigh driver as opposed to phil who refuses her bold proposal i mean what because he wants to work things out with his long ago ex. What? Oh my God. What? No. What could possibly uh, go wrong? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So I will also give this a call. I don't think it looks very good. <laughs> uh, did you? Did you give it, Jennifer? Uh, I haven't given it a score. Yeah, I'm okay. gonna have to. Sorry. First, I just feel like I'm getting less and less optimistic. I feel like this movie, maybe if it had come earlier, I would have had more optimism to share with it. But <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to go. Cole, I, 
it sounds so bad and there doesn't sound like there's a protagonist like there's no one to root for just based on the synopsis only it reminds me a tiny bit and i feel terrible even saying this but like of leap year um so Uh there's there are movies with a similar plot line that i've seen work that i like but this just you she proposes i've got to go work things out with an ex she pours her heart out to this sleigh driver who then takes an interest in her which is somehow refreshing and then i i don't know if she does she break his heart because she's a bad person uh, yeah or do they start a relationship based off the embers of her old relationship like what in the world i know cole 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 (laughs) all right sigmund freud would look at this movie and be like i gotta get back to you (laughs) (laughs) all right last one we have the christmas sitters and this is on ion channel and it's tristan mays nathan owens glazelle green melissa ordway and more and it's Facing holiday flight delays on a return trip from Europe, two parents double book incompatible babysitters, the mother's BFF lawyer friend Nora and the dad's guitarist half-brother Max to look after their two kids and dog after a rather stormy start and attraction grows. So (laughs) I don't know why they need, I mean, I guess they accidentally both book these yeah babysitters so well, then why accident. do they both stay because <laughs> they're delayed on a return trip yeah why don't just one of them leave what they don't need two okay they don't need two babysitters to watch these kids i mean it's just they're two really kids so kids. they have two babysitters two kids and it, there's a rather stormy start and the attraction grows um I actually think this one could be... I think this is probably the most promising of all the Ion films, which maybe isn't saying much, but uh, but I, it sounds like it maybe might be fun, but I still probably give it a sock. What do you think, Jennifer, as someone who has children? It reminds me of a Barbie and the Dreamhouse episode where Ken and Ryan both babysit the pets at the same time and the house like falls apart or something it just <laughs> yeah i i feel like there's very sitcom yeah i i'm just gonna i don't know if i want to be generous maybe a coal encrusted sock but i i don't get it <laughs> so so i'm just gonna say no <laughs> so thank you <laughs> if it was it, it if it was Vivica A. Fox that was the babysitter, then I might be more excited. Um, Ryan, just what, enough information to make me, yeah. like, oh, that makes sense, or oh, that's intriguing. It's just what? Yeah. Ryan, what do you think? The Christmas I, sitters. I'm, I'm going to lean on the optimistic side and say sock. I think, uh, I think this could be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. All right. I'm yeah. glad. I'm, <laughs> I feel like a Scrooge all of a sudden just throwing coal covered socks everywhere <laughs> Humbug. well out of out of all of these what would you say is your we are most excited for the one you're looking forward to the most what say you ryan i i think it would have to be a tie between jingle jangle and the like and the lego star wars holiday special but if you all had to force my arm, I'll just go with Jingle Jangle because 
despite the fact that the Lego one I am excited for and have put Lego over in a big way, there's still a lot of questionable material when it comes to the to the whole life day thing. So I guess call it a little bit of like cautious optimism. Jingle Jangle, I think is going to rock the house and that's that's going to steal this entire uh, this entire Christmas season. That's uh, that's my pick is in. Very good. Uh, what do you, what about you, Jennifer? Jingle Jangle is definitely the front runner. And then I'm really curious about just another Christmas. I'm excited to see that one and, and how that one unfolds. So those would be my top yes. two. That's a good one. I'd also say, uh, for me, I would say, uh, I'm just going to say Christmas on the Square, because I'm really feeling that. And then also, I think a Jingle Jangle and the Happiest Season, uh, especially because that community doesn't tend to get Christmas romances. So I I hope it'll be really sweet and lovely and they'll have that to enjoy. So there we go. That's our thoughts. Let us know what you think about these different films. Are you going Diamond Ring or Cole? Maybe you have other ones that we missed. We did our best. There's so many uh, in the various previews. And so we, we did our best to cover and preview everything that we can. Uh, and uh, so uh, let us know if there's something we missed, though. We'd love to hear from you in the comments section or on Twitter and your thoughts about these various films. And uh, so, uh, so Ryan, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at RyanCam20. And then, of course, there's my YouTube channel, RyanCam Movie Reviews. Uh, Scary Mania is going to be wrapping up in the next few days. I've been doing daily uploads, reviewing one horror movie every day for all 31 days of October. Uh, we're recording this on a Sunday night, which means that my episode for Silence of the Lambs has dropped. And then for the rest of October, I'm going to be covering movies like Sleepy Hollow and Event Horizon and Saw. And then I'm going to get into a little bit of Blumhouse and 824. So that's a lot of fun. Also, the AFI project is still going on where I cover every movie on AFI's top 100 movies of all time list. I'm currently on Midnight Cowboy, which is in the editing suite and is ready to go. And then, of course, a lot of other content is going to be coming, coming, coming your way with The Mandalorian Season 2 coming out. So if you haven't subscribed yet, it's, it's, it's a pretty good time to. Like, you'll be on the ground floor for that. It'll be great. Make sure you all subscribe and you can follow both uh, Ryan and myself doing hidden gems on Rachel's reviews. And that'll be the link uh, in the description for that. And uh, you can also read my reviews at rachelsreviews.net and uh, make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast all over social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. It really helps people to find the podcast. And uh, so it helps us out a lot. And also, if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so, so much. We also have our patron group, which we have uh, patron watch-alongs where you get to hear from the creators. And it's really fun. And we also try to give other benefits like our Facebook group. So please take a look at that in 
the uh, in the description. The link will be there. And then we also have our merch store, which has tons of fun, festive holiday designs uh, inspired, some of them by artist Jessica Miller, which is really great. And we're going to have some new designs coming up for this holiday season. So you don't want to miss that. So make sure to check it out. And uh, so thank you so much to both of you for taking the time and doing this. Really appreciate it. And uh, I hope you all have a very, very Merry Christmas. And it'll be fun. Maybe at the uh, the end of the season, we can report back of what we thought about some of these different films. Uh, but we'll be, rep- we'll be having uh, non-Hallmark updates every single week. Uh, and it uh, should be great. And thanks so much. And we'll talk to you all later. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs>